This is Talk Football with Coach K, America's most interesting football podcast, brought to you by America's most prestigious law firm. It's 11 Papantonio Law Firm. You can find more information online at levinlaw.com. Bill, we appreciate having you on. Well, it's great to be with you, Kay. Let's get into the draft here, uh, Bill. All the smoke. Everybody's talking about uh, Arizona with the first pick uh, going with the Oklahoma quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray. Uh, do you see that being the case? Well, you would think so. I mean, all the signs point to it. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, the coach, actually coached Kyler I believe, or recruited him at Texas A&M when he's an assistant there. Uh, they run the air raid offense, pure air raid, which has never been in the National Football League before, and I guess the Cardinals feel that that's um, the way to go. Um, it's interesting in this sense that although the game is now a 53-and-a-third-yard wide game using using every every facet of the NFL field, opening it up as wide as it's ever been in its history. Um, the question of whether or not you can play in the NFL with all of the superior athletes that are on defense with a 5'10", 190-pound quarterback who makes at least 50% of his living with his legs, albeit the fact that he's a great passer. I mean, there's no question about his passing ability. Um, but, you know, can you run around and make plays with your legs uh, in the National Football League for any length of time? Uh, the, the, you and I both have heard many times uh, the old saw that there are no old running quarterbacks in the NFL because they don't last long enough to be old if they, if they run. Uh, but it's interesting that if that's the case, if if Arizona takes him and they go pure spread, you're going to see two teams doing it in a vastly different way than really has ever been done in the NFL before. And and that is would be Baltimore with what amounts to a wing T option offense with a quarterback who really is a below average passer. He may improve, but right now there's no question he's below average. And, and they're going to try to dominate with a running game and a running quarterback. And, uh, and, uh, and then if it happens in Arizona, they're going to try and play the same offense that Mike Leach plays at Washington State and that he played at Texas Tech. Uh, so we'll see if that works. It'll be interesting. It's, it's certainly a, a leap into the unknown. You can call it a gamble. Uh, I, whatever you want to call it, it's a leap into the unknown. It's never been done before. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. We've chatted briefly about this before, and uh, you're you're right with the one flag that they should take advantage of when they do risk assessment, and that is his size. And he does uh, he's going to use those legs now. That's just you can't stop that. And then the other the other thing you have to be aware of with this guy, uh, Bill, from uh, from the standpoint of uh, your draft, uh, your football team, as you make draft picks and that is 
he has in his back pocket uh, a Major League Baseball contract. Uh, he's the number one draft pick in in the uh, major with Major League Baseball. If he doesn't like anything, I don't anything about the clubhouse, the locker room, the the coaches, or his and anything else doesn't go to suit him. Um, he could walk in at any time and and say, "Hey, uh, take this football and put it in the closet. I'm going to play baseball." And uh, you've lost a you've lost a draft pick. Not saying that would happen. Not saying it's a, there's a great chance it would happen. But I am saying it could happen that way. Yeah, I, I think there, I don't I don't think there's any question about that. I also think that that there's something that hasn't really been talked about here that I'm anxious to see whether it comes about because with a young man in Baltimore. And if Murray, wherever Murray ends up, if they if they choose to augment and implement the, the pure spread, um, you now have two quarterbacks who essentially make their living in, in Baltimore's case almost seventy percent of the time, and in, in in Murray's case perhaps fifty or more percent of the time running, and and that presents problems for the defense. But if you're a defensive coach, it also presents opportunity. And the opportunity is that now you're trying to knock him out of the game. And I'm not so sure that that's an approach that I like in modern football. I mean, there's no question that defensive coaches are going to tell their guys, hey, take every shot you can on this guy. Knock him out of the game if you can. That's not the, It's not necessarily the idea of the game, but you don't have a choice if you're a defensive coach. Well, I'm sure you're right. You know, we've we've always uh, felt that, and I think any coach would admit that uh, it's not to intentionally hurt uh, a quarterback. But we've always felt that he need you needed to let him know he was in a football game that you're gonna. I guess some coaches use the. Uh, 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 as a, an analogy, you got to bloody his nose a little. Uh, but uh, anyway, you're you're right. This could take on a different uh, approach. Let me let me move to uh, Bill. We're talking about a a good draft, a very good draft, deep draft. I understand. There are some outstanding defensive football players in it, and when you look at those first four players uh, from a rating standpoint. I get consistently, uh, you know, I get uh, Bosa maybe being the safest pick in the draft. Um, uh, when Williams out of Alabama, um, the uh, the linebacker uh, Josh Allen out of uh, Kentucky, uh, Price a linebacker uh, out of LSU. What? Do, who are your top uh, four people in the draft if you were going in right now? Yeah, that would be that would be uh, uh, my four as well. Uh, th- that's the that's the irony. Uh, the top four guys in the draft are all people that, that that can that are big and fast and can tackle and and knock people around. And and we're talking about the first guy in the draft potentially being a guy that that has uh, that's too too short, <laughs> too light, and and as they, as we said before, makes us living with his legs 50% of the time, it's, it's somewhat 
ironic and certainly interesting. I would add a name to that, by the way, Montez Sweat uh, from Mississippi State uh, also is a guy that uh, that uh, is right up there. So you're talking about five guys of, of, of four of whom, Bosa, um, Allen, Sweat, and, and Quinn Williams rushed the passer. And to me, next to a guy who uh, can throw touchdown passes and process and do all the things a quarterback has to do in the National Football League, the next most difficult guy to find is a natural, aggressive, explosive speed rusher, both inside and out. And that's what those four guys are. White is an excellent player, by the way. I'm not downgrading him one iota. He really is an excellent player. But, you know, to, to have four guys at the top of the draft who can do what these guys do is, is, is really pretty rare. And, uh, uh, you know, everybody's uh, talking about, all oh, trading up for quarterbacks. Forget about it. I mean, if I were in one of those four slots or five slots where one of those guys is going to fall, I'd pick right there. I, I don't know that you can pass any of these guys necessarily. Oh, I know. Devin White, the big linebacker from LSU, you're right. He's got uh, outstanding athletic ability and size, which is uh, – and the uh, the mental makeup that you want with a uh, – he's aggressive uh, as a linebacker. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me Let me throw a couple of things at you. You know, this is going to be an unusual draft in many, many ways. Uh, I don't see this as being uh, a great group of uh, quarterbacks. I may be mistaken on that, but I think there's some good quarterbacks in here. But I'm going to, you know, the quarterback that may end up being the best deal, best value, will be one that um, they get in a later round. And I'll get to that in a minute. But. Um, you know, the X factor, Bill, in this draft, which nobody talks about, uh, is is Rosen, the quarterback at uh, uh, with the Arizona Cardinals. If they draft uh, Kyler Murray, then Rosen becomes another quarterback that, oddly enough, I've talked to two or three people that um, I think would have a good handle on this, and I even heard it on a uh, one of the TV shows that if you had the draft, the quarterbacks eligible for the draft this year, the top four, and you put Rosen in that group, Rosen would be the highest-rated quarterback coming out this year. Now here, Arizona is going to draft a quarterback uh, with, uh, I will say again, I think two red flags, but still they're going to draft a quarterback and they've got a Rosen sitting there. Now, where he goes is going to push the draft, the whole draft, uh, down uh, a person here, which is not being um, uh, evaluated at the at the present time. And also, uh, it's 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 going to uh, give somebody an outstanding quarterback that may be the best quarterback in this draft. They may get in Rosen. Yeah, I, I would agree. It, it, there's no question he's the wild card. Um, and his remarks recently where he said all oh, this speculation was annoying is 
quite typical of him. He's he's a bit outspoken. Nice guy. I got I got to know him a little bit um, during the pre-draft process last year. I thought nice young man. You know, studious, works hard, um, pretty cerebral guy. Uh, and I can see where you know he'd be in virtually an untenable situation. So if they if the Cardinals draft Kyler Murray, they're going to have to trade Rosen. The question is, what are they going to get for him? And it would be interesting to see what that land rush looks like uh, because you've got uh, people like the Redskins who badly need a quarterback. I mean, they really don't have one on their roster that they can count on. Colt McCoy is a very good smaller player. We're talking about guys with red flags being small. Colt McCoy was hurt in college and he's been hurt now twice in the national football league. So, um, you know, he's a good quarterback, but, but durability is an issue. Uh, so uh, Rosen obviously becomes attractive to teams who are down below who might need a quarterback. And so we'll see what happens relative to people moving up. But when you're, you know, when you're sitting there, let's say, at two or three, and you, and you got some of these Quinn and Williams, guys that can change the game defensively, um, are you anxious to trade out into 15 or 16? I, I doubt it. I doubt it. So that's a little – it's a bit of a dilemma. It's going to be – if you're down where the Redskins are or, or, or the Giants are at 17 and you want to come up and, and, and potentially um, trade for Rosen, uh, you, you know, what are, you, what are they going to ask you to pay for it? it? Because Rosen's a great alternative if you're down there. Uh, compared to uh, to what might be available, and, and and by the way, there you know there might be pretty good quarterbacks available down there. And it's probably where they should go. Uh, but bottom line, what's it going to cost you if you want Rosen? That's interesting. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It is interesting because uh, somebody is going to sit there and end up with, I think, going to end up with a with a heck of a good quarterback in. Rosen and may not depend. You know how the draft goes, and if they get desperate, I'm talking about Arizona. Uh, they may take uh, less than you, you might feel is necessary to get Rosen. Yeah, but, I'm hearing a one right is what they're asking for right now. That's just rumor. But but I, you know, I think if we were doing it, you, you probably would want a one. What what the heck? You paid more than that for him, so a one seems to be a reasonably. Uh, they played a uh, they paid a one a three and a five to get him to move up to get him last year. So a one is is is, is probably a reasonable price to ask. Yeah, I think it's a reasonable price. But you know how that uh, uh, how that goes when you get into the draft, you get a, you get antsy. But uh, yeah. they, they they certainly don't need uh, they they can't keep him and Murray. That's uh, that's not gonna. Not going to be a good situation either way, but um, oh, I wouldn't think so. That's correct. Yeah, the um, the other thing is with uh, with quarterbacks, and, and you know when you look at teams, um, that's that's going to mean the difference to me. When you when when I look at uh, a team like Miami, uh, Miami is sitting there. Uh, they've got nothing to lose. They're not going to be in the hunt for the for the Super Bowl this year. They know that uh, you still got a, 
uh, approach it like you're going to try to win every ball game. But uh, uh, for them to go ahead and get a quarterback, if they have one they like, to go ahead and get their quarterback uh, w- would not be a bad move at this point with uh, with that first draft pick. And uh, it could be a Rosen that falls to them. You know, I don't know. Any any number of wild scenarios could take place there. But look at what could happen down the way. Uh, to me, this here's where the strength of this quarterback draft may be. What about a Jared Stidham who can throw the ball with any quarterback out there? I've watched him throw the He can throw the football now. Uh, when he came out of high school, he was rated right the top quarterback in the country. Uh, you know, went to Baylor and uh, did a beautiful job throwing that uh, vertical passing game uh, there that they used at Baylor. Just didn't fit necessarily with the with the Auburn offense. Uh, you got Will Greer, uh, West Virginia, who's not a bad football player, pretty good football player, can throw the football, and he's got some savvy about him. Uh, Ryan Finley, a very bright guy, can make most, most of the throws. Uh, maybe not quite the velocity of a Stidham or a Greer, but um, good quarterback. Uh, those those are guys that, you, you know, you may end up with a quarterback in the second or third, uh, maybe in fourth round. You could end up with a guy who could come on and, and eventually be a quarterback for you. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you completely. The only place uh, where, where I would slightly disagree is that I think that all of those guys, because quarterbacks are at such a premium, are probably going to go in the second round or even the bottom of the first because teams will be looking to come up. Once they fall, uh, let's just say for argument's sake that that Rosen is traded for a one to either the Dolphins or the Redskins, both of which make perfect sense. Uh, neither team is going anywhere fast. And so to invest in a quarterback like Rosen with the 13th or 15th pick in the draft would not, to me, would not be uh, out of the ordinary. In fact, it would probably be a pretty good move, as you say. Now, that means that some of these other guys are going to be falling below that. I think you could see the quarterback run start at the bottom of the first round uh, because there are no great receivers. Um, the, all of the offensive linemen that people are talking about high, with the exception of Bradbury, the center uh, from uh, from North Carolina State, in, in, in my mind, are, are risky guys. They're all right tackles, essentially, or guards. Um, there, there's no left tackle in there other than the Washington State kid, and he's a little he's a, he, he lacks a little power. So <laughs> I would think that. Um, once you get down to 20 and below, the quarterback run could start, and it could start with people trading up, you know, from out of the second round. So, I, you know, I, of the guys that you mentioned, Greer is the guy that interests me the most um, because I do I like the arm strength. I like his mobility. His size is good enough. It's not great, but it's good enough. And, uh, and you know, he's got a lot of gunslinger in him. Uh, he, he's kind of an unflappable dude now. He, you know, he's in that crazy uh, system, or was in that crazy system at at, at um, West Virginia, where uh, you know, they really didn't play much defense. It was just give me the ball back and let's go. Um, so, uh, you know, he's had lots of experience in, in shootouts, and he's developed a kind of a gunslinger mentality, which which is kind of interesting and. 
and his arm is uh, is a big time arm. He can make all the throws. So um, those guys will be interesting. But then there's also, you know, who's going to tumble? Is it going to be Drew Locke? Is it is it going to be uh, the young man from Duke, Daniel Jones? I mean, who's who, who's going to who's going to tumble down there uh, and be and be down at the bottom of the of the or the last third of the first round? Because I think this is just a guess, obviously, but I think there's so much defensive talent in the defensive backfield at linebacker and 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 rush people that that. You know, it's hard for teams to pass those guys. They're hard to find. And that's the strength of this first round, for sure. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. And as you said, as we've said for many, many years, uh, if you're going to put yourself in a position to win, to win it all, you have to have a quarterback. You have to have somebody that can rush the passer. And when I say rush the passer, I'm talking about dominating-type player who can take over a football game by rushing the passer. And you've got to have an offensive line that can either give your uh, quarterback a chance to stand up and throw the football and maybe run a little bit. If you've got those three things, at least you're in the ball game. Now you uh, obviously got a, other, a number of other things you want to fill in, but you got to have those three to start with. And um, the, the, you're going to see every draft. I think take that look. Like you say, that's a good point. Quarterbacks start falling. Uh, they all rush to him. Let me real quickly here, Bill, <clears throat> go to a couple of long shots that I've got, uh, like in the in the draft. Um, Andy Isabella out of the University of Massachusetts is a very interesting receiver to me. I I see the very quick feet. I see a four three one forty. See a kid who's always had the hard way to go, who's made it, catches the ball well, got good uh, body control. Um, may have, uh, if he's got any fault at all, it's been inconsistent uh, catching the football. But he, I think that's something you can work on. Can't work on speed and quickness. But, uh, boy, he's, he's like uh, the ideal slot guy. If you like what New England does, he's your guy. Yeah, I agree completely. He's got to work on those hands because when you're, as you know, in the slot, you're in traffic a lot, and you got to catch, you got to catch balls in there. You know, you you got to be like Welker, or or New England's guy now. I mean, you have to be fearless, uh, and 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 so he needs to just develop those hands a little bit more. But here's what he gives you in the slot that some of the other quick but not fast guys give you. As, as you and I both know, when you get man coverage, you run away from man. You, you, you know, you have to put moves on guys or, or, or sit down in holes versus zone, but in man, you run away. And a guy that can run this fast in the slot, boy, that, that is a huge, huge advantage because it, the slot can, can be in motion before the snap, so you can't get a jam on him. And, and as fast as he can run, he, he really creates problems in there. So I agree with you. I think he's a he's a comer. Yeah, plus he's bright, and he's going to be a kid you can teach, uh, you know, how to uh, recognize zone man, uh, even a lot of pre-snap look advantages there. 
and know when to anticipate setting it down and running away, like you say. Bill, I I have uh, taken up too much of your time. I really appreciate it, and uh, I'm going to ask you if post-draft, after the draft, if uh, I could get you to come back on and we can discuss who did what. I look forward to it, okay? Hey, thanks a million. Thanks a million, uh, Bill. This has been Talk Football with Coach K. You can follow us on social media by liking us at Talk Football with Coach K on Facebook and following us on Twitter at Talk Football WCK.